Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can go to our YouTube chat line and I can respond to any of your questions or comments as they come in. And I do appreciate it. And good morning to everybody here. Happy, uh, oh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, that's this Thursday, right? It's amazing how fast this year has gone by just like that. I mean, it's just mind-blowing to me. Anyway, um, lots of stuff to cover today. I wanted to respond to my biblical question of this past week because I got lots of responses about my question I think we got more responses on this last one than we've gotten on any in the last 20-something years of being on radio. And it's just been absolutely amazing. Um, the biblical question is, if, you, if a man cheats on his girlfriend or wife, should he tell? <laughs> should he tell? And then the second part is, is it a sin to break the Ten Commandments. Is it a sin to break the Ten Commandments? Uh, I mean, just overwhelming responses, and I appreciate it. The one thing that, you know, life is like amazing. Life is something else. And the one thing I've, you know, realized about life is that human beings, not all, not all, not all, are really not friends with one another. Family members are really not family members. They're only friends if you're fake with them. They're only friends if you go along with them. You're not allowed to be have your own different of, of opinion or see things in a different light. They're abandoning you just like that. And it's so weird to see that, but I understand human nature now, so I know why it's happening. Um, just with this biblical question alone, uh, uh, a lot of people got mad, have gotten mad at me about the biblical question, and now they don't want to play with me anymore. Isn't that amazing? I could be totally wrong about it. I throw these things out so that you can think for yourself. You know, it's not what the preacher says, what the teacher says. It's what do you know for yourself if it's right or wrong. And even when throwing it out, the people still get angry, especially, especially if I don't agree with them. And so they don't play. They be like loving me. Oh, we love you, Jesse. Praise <coughs> the Lord. This is why I go to your church. You know that you, you're from God. Praise the Lord. And I'm like, okay. I love you back. And then time will go by and I'll say something that they disagree with. And it's over. Just like that. It's just over. Isn't that like amazing? And I know the reason is like that. That's what I, mean, I, don't, I tell you all the time. Never, ever, 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 never, 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 ever, ever, <laughs> never, 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 <laughs> ever, ever put your faith in mankind. I don't care if it's, it's husband and wife, uh, friendships, whomever. Don't put your faith in human beings because they will turn on you just like that. It, it doesn't matter who it is. And it's just the way it is. You know, it's not like, it's not like 
It's not like, it's not like, you know, it's not like, it's not like what? (laughs) It's not like they want to be that way, but until the heart is renewed, they can't help it. Everyone who has anger cannot be trusted. Don't think for one second you have a good friend or a good relationship or a good anything. You can go along with it, but have your eyes wide open because angry people foundations are built on sand. It's built on if you how they think and how they feel. It's not built on real love. And so many people are hurt and disappointed because they say, Oh, I thought you were my friend. You know, whatever. But it's not. So when you meet people and they like you, just be okay with that. You should treat the ones that hate you in the same manner you treat the ones that say they love you. Treat them both the same because they're both imposters. They're both imposters. Isn't that amazing? They are both imposters. And when I was weak and emotional and had a lot of anger, um, that used to be disappointing to me. You know, you make friends. You, and I remember uh, years ago, before I woke up, I used to have parties all the time, like on the weekend, and I was smoking pot. You ever had a pot party? <laughs> Those were some of the best parties. And so I would invite all my friends over, and I'm thinking, these are my friends, right? And they would come over and smoke up all my pot. And they'd be loving me on the pot. And as soon as I disagree with something, they get mad. It's over. And that's so amazing. And it used to bother me, but now I'm not bothered by it because I know where my, I know human nature now. And I understand that people come and they go. And the only time that they're with you is because they want something from you. And, but once that runs out, it's over. Whether it's the scriptures or whatever. It's over. And so it's just human nature. The Bible says that the human heart is um, wicked. And that is so true. Absolutely true. What I want to do is, so, and I'm telling you this so that you can reevaluate the way you deal with people, the way you see them. Don't hook up with them. Be friends, laugh and grin. But when they're ready to go, let them go. And then you won't be disappointed. All right? What about people in this church? What about people who've overcome anger? Does that include them? Like, what about you? you a person that has overcome, whether it's male or female, you've got a solid friend for life. Because that person can see. And they understand human nature. They know what drives people. And so they're not going to... Um, Whatever happened, it won't be personal. They will have compassion. They won't, and then, and then they're not getting their identity from you as a friend. You can be you, and that person can be themselves. So if they don't have anger, you have a good friend. Well, I bet a lot of people would say they've overcome anger. They really haven't, though. So right. you probably got to watch out for them, too. You'll be, if you have overcome, you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to see. And then when they, if they try to deceive you, it's just no big deal. So, you have anger? No, I don't. And I don't betray people, but I've noticed exactly what you're talking about. Even the people you don't think will betray you, they do too. Everybody. 
Yeah. So that's the way it is. You got to, it's life. And that's what made life so great. When you can live like that, not affected by the world around you. Let people be people. And you don't have to agree with them, but let them be themselves. It's not you, it's them. They have to work out their own issues. All right. And so, my, the first, any questions or anything about that? Yes. Uh, I can relate that it used to, I mean, it still really bugs me the way that people are. But yet, like, it, it's even worse for me because I'm, like, if I pause, I can judge them on, on little small things that were different. But I'm really not any better than they are, so it hurts even worse. You know, like, the way that people are not loyal or true friends to you, to to people, to each other. And the betrayal, when I feel betrayed by others, it's like a huge pain. But yet, it's also worse because I kind of know that I'm every bit as bad as they are. And why are you as bad as they are? Like, I hold, I'm not up front with them either. Yeah. And, like, I hold these grudges against them. And so it's like, it's kind of like double the pain. Yeah, you're right. If you get angry at someone because they switch switch on you or they no longer your friend, then you are as bad as they are for being angry at them. Who are you to judge someone because they don't like you anymore? You know, they never like you anyway. And you never like them. Because if you can't be honest with your friend or the husband with wife or wife with husbands or your enemy, you really don't have any friends anyway. You know, I, I would want my friend to be honest with me and it's or also, my wife or whatever. It's also kind of painful that you kind of know that you brought it on yourself, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yes, sir. So... Um, I've been thinking about this uh, in a broader context. One of the uh, one of the things you mentioned in in one of the talks recently is a, a theme that goes through almost everything you say, which is uh, not having an emotional attachment. Yeah. Um, and you talk about, for example, in the context of cheating on your uh, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, that having sex before marriage brings about an excessive emotional attachment that will later hurt you after you get married. So one of the things that's interesting to me is there's emotional attachments to everything. Yeah. You can be emotionally attached to a car. As absurd as that sounds, everybody understands what I'm talking about, right? Guess what? Cars are changing. It's going to be tough to be emotionally attached to a 1969 Pontiac GTO when (laughs) everything's electrical and it sits in a museum. But there's, you, you see, I have noticed myself moving from one sort of emotional attachment to another. You can be emotionally attached to making money yeah. because you get your identity from that. And that goes to the heart of a lot of things. And one of the things I was noticing is that you and I have talked about this. You asked me once, do you meditate? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, your usual 18 <laughs> questions. Yes, 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 I meditate. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, you asked if I meditate at night. And I said, no, right? And so I was, I've often wondered about that because for me it's a hassle to meditate at night. In the morning I'll get up at 4 o'clock and do it. But so one of the things that's interesting is that the spirit, the soul, doesn't really look for an emotional attachment. 
And meditation, in a way, is, is a way of, of feeding the spirit. And yet, guess what? You do it by doing nothing. Yeah. You do it by having no attachment. That's right. And yet, the world is constantly asking you to get attached to something. Every ad, every billboard, everything on TV, every song, every, <laughs> every red light that the guy in front of you doesn't move fast enough. <laughs> yeah. It's full of this stuff. And so are friends. And it kind of fits in that, what you were saying. So Even with the cell phones... Ugh. If the cell phone, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta if, look, it gotta go, go to if it moves too slowly, you know, if it doesn't bring up the information right away, people go nuts. They like be like really seriously angry. What is wrong with my ah, phone? <laughs> this cell phone too slow, and it only took one second later to do it, right? But it's just not moving fast enough for them. Well, the, and so the they're addicted to that. The number, by the way, it's known in the industry is three seconds. Wow. If it takes more than three seconds to connect, you're off to something else. Three seconds. That's amazing. Right. My godson had to had his cell phone taken away from him, right there. And uh, I'm like, when did this happen last week? How do you live without your cell phone? <laughs> what is, has it been like? Have you been sitting by the dock of the bay, watching the time go <laughs> by? Because the young people into cell. They love their cell phones more than they love one another. You know, even in a breakup, it's easier to break up with their woman than it is to break up with the cell phone. So how have you been dealing with that? It's cool. <laughs> I'm not convinced. No, like, I mean, I'm not really that, like, uh, into, like, I can be on it a lot, but then when it's time to give it up, I can give it up. Please. Yeah, right. I, that's what all addicts say. <laughs> I can give it up when I want to, uh, but I'm glad you're without it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway, uh, I want to get to the, uh, the biblical question. Yes, sir. wanted to go on what Ed was talking about when people conflate their ideology with their identity. This week, one of my friends, she's an atheist, real smart girl. I like talking to her about politics and whatever's going on. And we had a bet. I, I bet her that Hitler was a secular liberal and a socialist. And she bet me that he was a Christian. Well, I won. <laughs> He's secular. And the bet was if she wins, if I win, she has to come here and read the antidote and meet you, which oh, she good. did not do, and I did win. And oh. if she wins, then I read Sam Harris's Free Will, which I did. And then... Um, <laughs> She lost. Free will. His book says there's no free will. I says, that's awesome. You know, my reverend says the same thing. If you have free will, why don't you will yourself a better life? Yeah. I'm thinking, uh-huh. we're connecting. She's like, no. You obviously didn't understand the book, and you should read it again. Because that's not what she wanted to hear. She wanted to hear, now I'm an atheist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, my being is going to justify your identity. And if you're not doing that, if you're not holding up their flag... That's it. Yeah. Amazing. I didn't know Hitler was a... I thought he was a Christian. Negative. Hitler wasn't a Christian? No, he still bought He wasn't? He might have played it. He no, he wanted it. to start his own religion of this, like, Reich stuff towards the end. And he mentioned Christianity, but it was almost mentioned always negatively. Oh. So Hitler wasn't a Christian? No, neither was Stalin, neither was Mao, neither was Pol Pot, neither was Mussolini. Negative. Uh, 
No. Vegetarian. <laughs> that he was. That he was a vegetarian. He did not drink. That's amazing. Yeah. James, you thought he was a Christian? I, I thought that he. Had, I thought that politically he at least played Christian, kind of like Obama played Christian. But I could be wrong. Uh, I did I never really studied. Now him. we got to look up Hitler, so we'll know for sure. At who? Was Hitler a Christian, Robert? Hitler was originally a Christian, but he rebelled against the Christian faith and became agnostic. Oh, okay. And vegetarian. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. So I want to, you know, when I mentioned the question, if a man cheats on his girlfriend or wife, should he tell her, right? And before I said it, I said, I'm not telling you to cheat. You should not cheat. Don't cheat. It's so easy to break up. If you're dating, you can just say, you know what? I met someone else. I'm ready to move on. And it's only fair to do it that way. That way, the man or the woman won't suffer as much. Or even in a marriage, God forbid, if you find some other woman or some other man, in case of the woman, you can just say, you know what, honey, I'm moving on. I'm leaving you and the kids behind. You can get on welfare or however you want to make it, right? You can just tell her at least the woman or the man would get over it. It won't be as painful as it would be if you didn't tell her and leave, right? So I said, I am not telling you to cheat. And I said, watch people are going to hear me saying, cheat. Even though I said, don't cheat. And we, lo and behold, truckloads of people, why are you encouraging men to cheat? But I encourage no one to cheat. I said, it's best that men not cheat. And I said, if you do, God forbid, repent and do it no more. I want you to hear one of the emails I got just yesterday. And this person didn't, it's like she was in cloud nine somewhere. And she's not hearing me at all. Go ahead. Don't read the name, though. Right. This is an email that you received. As a wife and mother to two boys, I find this despicable. How can you claim keeping such a vile secret as at all Christian? Do you truly think that Jesus would condone lying by omission? This is false doctrine, and I am disgusted that you would recommend such horrid treatment of the very person our Lord instructed a man to love as he loved the church. I will pray that the veil be lifted from your eyes. May God bless and guide you to better beliefs. So what is lying by omission? What does that mean in that? That means, if, that means you omit the truth, so it, that's deceiving. But you're somebody. not. If you realize you were wrong and you tell God, oh, God, I'm wrong, I would never do this again, you are admitting that you're wrong. You're not lying. Where's the lie? Uh, suppose the woman asked you, did you cheat? And you'd be uh, like, no. change the subject or something. Well, you, the lie is just no, I'm a, Hold on a minute. I'm going to say none of your business. Don't be asking because if I tell you, we're going to divorce. <laughs> <That's saying yes. laughs> do you, no, I'm do you trust I'm me? I'm just joking. That was a joke. A, no, a but, joke. But you're not lying because you're not lying to yourself and you're not lying to your creator. So you're not lying. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah, you don't 
tell everything to everybody. Where did this thing come from that you have to run home and tell everything? If she says to you, did you cheat, and you say no, and you have, that's what she's saying. That's You're lying. No, I'm not. I'm saving my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I have already repented with God. And so in his eyes, it doesn't exist anymore. And from this point forward, I'm going to be faithful to what's right. Meaning that if I love God and do what's right, I'm never going to cheat. And my marriage can last until death do you part. Yeah, but humans don't look at it like that, man. Huh? Humans don't look at it like that. But why not? Because it ex- the fact existed in the past. So you're saying that you know, you've been forgiven and it doesn't exist anymore. That's just not how people look at it. It's not even the scripture says when you cheat, run home and tell your wife. Is that in the scriptures anywhere? <laughs> is it? In, can, is that in? That's, but that's not what I'm talking. I said she asked you if you cheated. But, that's different. But I shouldn't tell her if I did. I, no, no. You, you keep you keep kind of moving away from what I'm stating. I said she asked you, did you right. cheat? Even if she asked I'm me, I'm not saying he go home and run and tell your wife. But if uh, she asked you, did you cheat? And that's what they mean about that's lying. What, lying with omission is is that. But why would? Yeah, I see what he's saying. So the omission is not telling your wife right. if she. But this person didn't say if she asked. She said, if you don't tell her. Yeah, but we're, we're just trying to understand the, the whole point that you're trying right. to make, right? He would be in a messed up state of mind. No wonder nothing work. If you notice, he would be stuff don't work because it's all wrong. We need a renewed mind. Yes, James? Me? Oh, I thought you had your hand. Oh, I did. Isn't this amazing? If you, if you guys disagree with me, please do. I used to have the human mind, too. So I understand it. It's not like I don't know what that kind of thinking is. West but M- it doesn't work. Wisdom says, shouldn't you be honest to those you are committed to, not just God? But my commitment is to God first. <clears throat> and God will forgive me. Human beings won't. Exactly. Exactly. So, and nowhere in the Bible, this is new anyway. That you run home and tell. Even if a woman did it and she realized, oh, I was so wrong for doing that. Oh, I got to ask this question. Forgive me. Human beings are so messed up. Um, it doesn't tell you to go home and tell it. It tells you to repent and sin no more. Even, uh, you know, I was listening to uh, the hate report today with these guys and um, this boy what's your name? Joel <laughs> Joel said <laughs> Joel was asked would you tell or no would you want to know he's like no I do not want to know don't tell me I can't handle that if you tell me it's over because now his imagination running wild his woman with someone else and he was like I couldn't handle that. And I totally agree. I wouldn't want to know. Just don't do it anymore. Because you have to have like a renewed mind to handle something like that. Because every time you walk out the door, Satan's going to say, oh, he's going to meet that woman. Or he's going to tell the woman, he's going to meet that man. And you may be just throwing the trash out. And she'd be like, where did you go? 
I went to the trash in the back of the yard. Was she back there? Did you make a phone call? Did you text her or something? You're just hiding something. He's like, no, honey. I just went to the trash can. No. Human beings' minds need to be renewed. This is all wrong the way you're living. Yes. Who? Let me go here and then around. Oh, I, I want to get this out. And then, but go ahead. I think what's holding us up is this lying, lying of omission. There, you say all the time, hold on to nothing. There is a time for everything. The, a caller two weeks ago said, if we were in 1933 Nazi Germany and the Nazis came and said, are you hiding Jews in your house? Are you telling me that God wants you to tell the truth if you're actually hiding Jews in your house? Of right, course not. That's right. There is a time to lie. Okay? Even if there absolutely is a time to lie. You're telling me that if you cheated on your wife, you should tell her and you're better off divorcing, breaking up your children. I mean, how does that it make doesn't any make sense? sense? Yeah, but that's what the world have taught. Even if, I'm wa- if my son is running down the road away from Black Lives Matter, and then he ran in the house, hey, Pop, I got to hide. Black Lives Matter chasing me. I'm like, okay, go hide. And they knock on the door. Did I see your son coming, going here? I'm like, no. What I'm going to do is say, oh, he's back there. Go get him. <laughs> What do you think about that? You think that you should tell your boyfriend or husband, I mean, should your boyfriend, if he should cheat, should he run home and tell you? Or just don't do it anymore? Before coming here, I would say I would want to know, but I'm having second thoughts now. (laughs) (laughs) You make a strong argument. Yeah. Is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, okay. What's your name? Savannah. Oh, how did you hear about us? YouTube. Oh, right on. And so now you're having second thoughts about it. And why? You make a strong case. Yeah. And uh, if God would be it, is this your boyfriend? Husband. That's your husband? Oh, good. God forbid. <laughs> if you should cheat, and I don't think you will, would you run home and tell him? Well, perhaps not. I'm sorry? Perhaps, perhaps not now. Yeah, that's right. Good. And just don't do it anymore. He would, would you want to know if she cheated? No. Let him have the mic? No, I wouldn't want to know. Yeah, and why not? Because I couldn't handle it. That's right. Um, but, you know, I wonder if she did it once. And if, if you got to ask your wife, go ahead. If she's going out every weekend behind my back, I mean... Then I would want to know. Because, That's a different story. Right? Yes. I mean, I was, um, I was with someone, like you said, every time you go and take the trash out. Um, I was with someone who, before me, had been cheated on. Horribly. Yeah. Uh, and then our whole relationship, she was broken. Because I, I was good to her. But uh, I couldn't take the trash out. I couldn't pursue my business. I couldn't do anything outside of her. Yes. Without being cast in the light of that last guy. That's right. And so even, even though she knew the truth about him, she, she was damaged. Yes. That's right. And that's why it's not good to do that. Because they have fallen to that state of anger and judgment, and now they don't trust any man. Or if a man falls into that state, he doesn't trust any woman. And all people are not like that. But if you have that anger, you see everybody the same. 
And so no relationship is going to ever work for you because you're judging that person in the same manner you judge the person that cheated on you. That's why it's best to do it right. Don't run home and tell it. That's good. How did you hear about us? Uh, the YouTubes. Right on. What's yeah. your name? Michael. What do you like about the YouTubes? What do I like about the YouTubes? The production's been great lately. Yeah. Oh, thank uh, you. Really and that's uh, James uh, uh, Dylan. That's his yeah. stage name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we've watched so many. <laughs> I mean, it started with um, the Black Lives Matter. Oh, that was the kids fun. Who, uh, you know, had to change their haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but oh. then it, it became more than the politics. Yeah. It was um, speaking to anger. Yeah. Talking about the family. Um, forgiving your mother. Yeah. And um, did you forgive yeah. your mother? I'm working on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> what have you done so far? Um, I don't know. I moved closer to her. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah. Move away. Move back. Well, <laughs> move you know, back in a hurry. It's <laughs> funny. That's uh, the decision we've come to. I have a good friend. <laughs> I have a good friend who lives by himself, doing very well, and his mother like to come over and judge his house or whatever. He like, I'm keeping my mother away, no more. Well, I thought I thought I'd come to a point in my life where, you know, I've changed, I've matured, so we can resolve this. Yeah. But, um, you know, come to find out, I'm not the only person involved in that exchange. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it's good to know. You're going to have to deal with it, though, so you can be free and become, a, become yourself so you can be the right kind of man for your wife and family. Mm-hmm. You can't. If you want to succeed in this marriage, you've got to deal with that. Otherwise, you won't make it. Was it um, yeah. And I'm telling you, something magical happens when you truly forgive your mother and father. You change. And I know a lot, and it's not you that bring on that change. God changes you and he gives you back your original self. And your self is nothing like what you're living now. You don't think that way. You don't feel that way. You don't see people that way. You are different than this person that's made a home in you, which is the image of your mother. Well, I, I, I've thought of you as I've been with her, as I, I've interacted, and I, I feel myself getting, you know, angry. Yeah. You know, uh, a man doesn't get angry. That's right. Right? Yeah. But I still... How to forgive? I mean, how, you That's can tell a good yourself to do, but how do, you, how do you actually absolve yourself of that anger? Um, by getting to know yourself. And, and when, I, when I say get to know yourself, I was talking to the Bible go-to guy about this yesterday. Uh, what you're going to see inside of you is no good. You are no good. Mm-hmm. Nobody is good. But the problem is when you see that, you don't get mad about what you see. Just be happy to see it, meaning that don't have an opinion about it. Don't call it good and don't call it evil. But just watch the no good person inside of you. And as you're watching, things are changing for you. But you're also understanding people around you. You start to understand your parents your friends, and everybody, because for some reason you can just see that's what's going on with them too, and that they can't help it, just as you can't help it, and that's what causes you to forgive. 
how do I see how horrible I am? Uh, that's a good question. You know, um, for me, I couldn't see myself either. You know, I was going to church, I was reading the Bible, different churches and doing all that, but I wasn't getting better. And I was insecure, I had anger and doubt and emotional. I had to, in order to break up with a woman, I had to have another one waiting in the wing because I couldn't stand being alone. You know, you need mama's love. And so I finally asked God to let me see myself because I realized I really know who I was. And he allowed me to see that I was totally dark on the inside. And when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know I looked like that on the inside. And then from from that point forward, he caused me to realize that I needed to forgive my mother because I had become like her and returned to my father. I went and forgave, and my life changed. Uh, so here's a- and so the way you get to, the fact that you know you can't see yourself, just ask God to let you see yourself, mm-hmm. and he will. And once you ask, forget about it, because Satan's going to try to let you see something, too, that doesn't exist. So don't believe anything that he gives you. In your mind, every thought is a lie. He's trying to imitate God. So the moment you say, oh, God, let me see myself. You know, let me see myself. Right away, Satan's going to give you images. Those are lies. God will reveal to you who you are, and everything will start to change. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Because you can't make yourself see yourself. You just have to know that something is wrong and want to see yourself. And he will cause it to happen. Um, but since you know already that, are you doing my silent prayer? No. You, I, I want you guys to download it and start doing it. It'll slow you down so the truth can catch up with you. But you already know you resent your mother, and you need to go and forgive her. And once you forgive her, you're going to get your courage and everything back. It's going to change just like that. Uh, so there, uh, you forgave your mother, right? Yes. And then you... Reconnected with your father. Yes. Um, my father is not alive, hasn't been most of my life. You know, he's not around or not alive? He's not alive. Alive, okay. And so I've, I've wondered, like, how is, uh, is that connecting with the father necessary, or how do you... It's totally necessary. How do you deal with it when there's no father there? Well, once you get this understanding that we are talking about now, uh, you will see how to forgive him, too. You would just realize... He did. My father had the same problem I have. He did the best he could do. If he didn't, you know, he had anger too, so he couldn't function well. But it doesn't mean that he didn't love me. You're going to naturally see that. Once you see yourself, forgive your mother, everything will fall in place. Because once you see yourself and forgive your mother, you're now in a state of forgiveness. Nothing else matters. And then you'll be able to return to your father. It, and again, it's nothing that you can do. It's just you have to see what's going on and everything will be done on your behalf because it's all spiritual. Of ourselves, we know nothing and of ourselves, we can do nothing. But as long as you can see that you have this anger, you need to forgive. Go and do it. And if your mother apologizes, that's nice. If she doesn't, that's nice. You just go to her to say, Mama. Well, white people don't say Mama. Big Mama. Uh... White people don't say Big Mama either, right? I'll say say Big Mama. (laughs) You know, I realize I've been angry at you for the way you treated me, whatever it might be, and let her know, and I become like you because you become like whomever you're angry at. You take on their identity. And I realize you can't help yourself because I know I can't help myself. 
I'm driven by this anger. And so I realize you can't help yourself. And I'm sorry for holding that against you. Do not, do not, do not ask her to forgive you. You forgive her and God will forgive you. And if she say, I'm sorry, son, I didn't know it. That's nice. If she start crying, that's nice. Let her cry. Don't feel sorry for her. And if she should lay down and die, let's say she just pass out and die. You look for the life insurance and have a cheap funeral and live off the rest of the money. All right. But don't react to anything that she does or says. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. So will you do it? Uh, I will. The question is, I feel like I could go and say I forgive her. I'm sorry? I feel like it's going to be easier to say that I forgive her or to, you know, to think that I've forgiven her. You know, because I have, right? Have you told her that? I forgive her. No, I guess not. Then you haven't. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't don't write a letter. Don't if you don't have to make, don't make a phone call. Go to her, because the world wants you to take the cowardly way out. Write a letter, make a phone call, go and face her so you can get your courage back, and you won't be afraid of anybody or anything else after that point. So you got to face her. And don't look. Will Will saying it make it true? Will saying that I forgive her make it? No. So that I do. No. no. You got to do it. Do I have to know that I have forgiven her before I tell her? No. The fact that you have fear of facing her is the proof you have not forgiven her. Because if you had truly forgiven her, you would have already gone and talked to her. He's saying you have to see it first. I'm sorry? He's saying you have to see it. Well, you do see that you resent her, right? Right. And I, but I also... There have been times where I felt like I did forgive her, maybe at least internally. Right. But then I see myself getting angry again. So you haven't forgiven her. Yeah. Because once you truly forgive her, the anger is gone, and you would never feel that way again. Never. It doesn't matter what she does or say, you would never feel that way again. Mm-hmm. It would just, you'd be free. And so um, it's, it's not enough to just say it, because you may be, might be looking for a way out, trying yeah. not to face her. Mm. Yeah. And so don't believe anything in your head. That's Satan telling you, you have, oh, you've forgiven her. You don't need to deal with it. It's not true. You got to face it, buddy. Mm-hmm. You want your wife to go with you, hold your hand? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't go with him. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have to do it. It's, now that you see you need to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking I can see myself doing it and saying, "Hey, I forgive you," and y- yada yada, and then getting angry the next time and f- realizing that I like I'd done it externally but not internally. Well, then don't do it until you truly see that you need to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the point you were making, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, do the prayer for a while until you can truly see that you need to forgive your mother because the problem is God is not going to forgive you until you forgive her. You will not enter into the kingdom of heaven uh, within until you forgive her. You will not have perfect peace until you forgive her. Thank you. 
and you want perfect peace so that and that's the nature of God and that's the light that's in you and you need to be the light of your family they need to watch the, the husband the father how he deal with life and they are patterned after you but if you are not in the light you're in the darkness and they're going to pattern after that you're going to become the light of your family once you forgive and of the world so you have to do it in order to be yourself to come back to you all right. You want me to go with you? Where no, you live? I, you're always with me, Jesse. Right on. <laughs> but yeah, do it. I, but do this, uh, download the silent prayer. Go to uh, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Download the silent prayer for, and do it for about a week. And then you'll see. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, Kent. And then here. I, I just wanted to say, I think that maybe there's a technical point, but you know, saying you're forgiving somebody is a little different than saying you're sorry that you resented her for something. You know, and you have a bunch of reasons why you resented your mom. And it's more taking accountability for your resentment for her because she couldn't help herself. And a lot of times people go in and they say to their parents, hey, you know, you did this, this, and this, and, you know, forgive me. And that's, that's not going to give you freedom. So, yeah. 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 Right here. Is this fun or what? No? I thought, you know, like, yes! I was going to ask that since he was afraid of his, of even approaching her, and can't kind of hit on it, but wouldn't it be better if he goes to his mom just to get over some fear of approaching her and dealing with her to say exactly kind of what Kent said? When like, I, this is the stuff that... That's a good point, too. When I realized, and I was 38 years old at the time, when I realized I resented my mother, and when I thought about having to go face her, I was shaking in my boots. You know, I had so much fear of going to deal with my mother. And I'm thinking, why am I afraid to deal with my mother? I'm a grown man now. You know, I'm an adult. Why am I afraid? But I realized when I was a little kid how she treated me, and it was that anger that brought the fear on. And so... You have to go even with the fear. When you download the prayer, you still got to have the fear to go face her. And then once you forgive her, the anger will be taken away and the fear will too. Because anger is the, uh, the child of, of uh, I mean, fear is the child of anger. And so when the mother is gone, when the anger is gone, then the child is gone too. So you won't have the fear. But you're going to be shaken anyway. So you might as well just accept that. But it would be the last time you will ever have to shake in your boots. Because that's who you're angry at. So that's where the fear, you're afraid of the person that you hate. That makes sense? Yeah, that's a good point. So don't ever expect that the anger is going to be gone. And I, I mean, the fear is going to be gone. I'm just going to go over to my mother or my father and just deal with them without the fear. But once you do... From that point forward, when you deal with them, there is no fear. It's just all love all the time. And love is not something you can taste or feel. It's a way of life. It's the light unto your feet. All right? So you you, you, you got to have the fear. But do it anyway. Yes, sir. I don't think when you um, come up against anybody, whether it's your mother, you know, 
you won't want to do that first, anyone. of course, bother anybody, that you're actually fearing them. You're fearing your own reaction, you know, being exposed. I mean, that's how I, that's what I fear when I go to see somebody. I don't, I don't want my anger coming out. I want to be cool. I want to be, you know, in control. And they bring it out of me, you know, either fear or anger, and I don't want to see that. You know, so no, that's what really what fear, I'm fearing. What you're fearing with your parents, you don't know if you, you, you don't, you're not going to be able to handle their reaction to this. You know, you don't know if you're still going to overreact to You're them. only fearing your reaction. You're right. not really fearing them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I got to ask this question. How many of you feel guilty when you do wrong? Let's say if you cheat or you do wrong, you feel guilty. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so um, the second half of my question is, is it a sin to break the Ten Commandments? How many people feel that it is a sin to break the Ten Commandments? Oh, okay. Um, Ken, why do you feel guilty when you do wrong? Um, I think I, I just... Nice I, haircut, by the way. Thank you. Looks like you got some sense. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I, because I, I go into my head and I, I judge myself um, for my actions. And, um, and I'll become aware that I'm kind of going into that place and there's become sort of an internal dialogue that seems to be triggered as well. Um, well is it a sin to break the Ten Commandments? Let me try to understand what you mean by that. I mean, it, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I understand. A lot that. of Christians believe that it's a sin to break one of the Ten Commandments. You know, don't kill, don't lie, don't steal, don't whatever. And you, you, you don't know yet what you think about that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right here. Do you believe it's a sin to... So do you feel guilty when you do wrong? Uh, yes, I do. And Why? Uh, because I don't feel like it's in alignment with my character or integrity. You don't feel like what? I don't feel like it's in alignment with my character or integrity. Oh, okay. And do you believe that it's a sin to break the Ten Commandments? This must be a trick question. So I'll say, <laughs> I'll say yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a trick question. It's a let me think about this question. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds good. And so you say yes, it is a sin? Uh, yes. And why do you say yes? Uh, well, because I, I think, well, that's what I've come to believe. You know, like you uh, learn the Ten Commandments and uh, you have to follow them. And if you break them, uh, you break the law, I guess, which supposedly uh, the law is. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> so I just feel like, yes, it is. Uh-huh. It is. And, um, and so do you break the Ten Commandments sometimes? Um. Unfortunately, I have. I'm sorry? Unfortunately, I have. You break them sometimes? Mm-hmm. And you feel guilty? Oh, yes. You do? And I, I ask for forgiveness immediately. And then what happens? Uh, then I feel a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Does God say it's a sin to break the Ten Commandments? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, Joel. You feel guilty when you do wrong? Yeah, I'll have a, a, a answer to the second question, so you ain't even got to ask me that one. With the first one, I'll answer. 
<laughs> the first one, even since I was little, I always felt guilty. Whenever I did something wrong, I felt like I had to speak it, and that would help me feel better about myself. So even when I was little, everything I did wrong, my mom knew because I told her. So <laughs> I'm glad so, you weren't my brother. I would beat you up every time. <laughs> so for me, I didn't feel like I can let it go or even forgive myself until somebody knew about it. So I couldn't, unless I uh, expressed what I did, then I couldn't let go of that guilt. What a wimp. <laughs> so you were trying to tell your girlfriend, right? I cheated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. <laughs> Dalai, you feel guilty when you do wrong? Very. Why? Just emotional weight pulls me down. I just feel like physically, it's like a physical almost feeling of of frustration and, uh, you know, judging myself. And I feel very guilty. Even if I do something that isn't that wrong, I I feel like it's like if I don't call somebody back, I w- most of us wouldn't say that's a sin or anything, but I feel guilty about it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of out of control. Oh, yeah. Do you believe it's a sin to break the Ten Commandments? Isn't that the definition of the Ten Commandments? <laughs> <laughs> the yes. question is, is it a sin to do other things than the Ten Commandments? Like, are there other sins that aren't included in that list? That, that are not included? Yeah. Oh, well, we just want to do the Ten Commandments. Yeah, no, yes, it is. Okay, all right. And Raymond, you say you feel guilty too? Yes, I do. And why? Because whenever I do something wrong, I, I say I, I always saw myself uh, as part, uh, part, of the pro- uh, part of the problem of evil. And I emotionally judge myself for doing so. Do you believe it's a sin to break the Ten Commandments? Yes, I do. And does God say it's a sin? I believe he do, uh, does say it's a, uh, say it's a sin, or he wouldn't ma- uh, bring us the Ten Commandments. Oh, he brought you a bunch of commandments so you can sin. No, uh, he brought a, ten, a bunch of commandments to to keep away from uh, to ch- uh, teach, uh, keep away from sin. And and it, does he say that in the Bible? Not to my knowledge, but that doesn't mean it's there. Okay, I want you to find that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Ed? And then I got to ask these two boys, and I'm done. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any question. Thou shalt not steal. You know how the white man call you boy. <laughs> I kind of like it when people call me boy. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank them you. Old, them old boys. <laughs> Call me young man. Yes, right. So no, uh, thou shalt not steal, right? Yeah, steal. Yeah, it's wrong. It's a is sin. that breaking the Ten Commandments? I mean, I is that so. a sin? I think so. Yeah. You think it's a sin? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And why? No, if I steal, if I'm hungry and I steal an apple from somebody's tree as I'm walking by their yard, is that stealing? I don't know. But if you're stealing, well, he doesn't say if you're hungry. Right. Right. It's thou shalt all right. Steal. Yeah. So yeah, that's so a you sin. make up your own rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not hungry. I'm about to sin by stealing. Yeah. Okay, I'm hungry. I'm about to not sin, yeah, well, but I'm stealing. I, yeah, it, it gets complicated, right? That's why you know. The, I, so one, you feel one guilty? Religion's got like six hundred commandments or something, but yeah. And but, he only has ten. Yeah. So you feel guilty when you break the Ten Commandments? I, I, 
I, I think it's a sin, and do I feel guilty when I sin? Yes. But and why? It goes back to the, the thing I was saying earlier. <clears throat> you can develop an emotional attachment with things. You, you develop an emotional attachment with something, and then when you do its opposite, you develop an emotional attachment with its opposite. Uh, so you, isn't it in the Bible that it's a sin? I don't know. You don't know? You don't read the Bible? I do, but I, you know, oh, I okay. haven't checked that out. Uh, on the end and then in the cap and then in the front. All right. How about you? You feel guilty when you do wrong? No. How about when you break the commandments? No. Is it a sin to break the commandments? No. And why do you say no? Uh, there's only one sin. Oh, okay. Well, hold that thought. Love, we got a holy one up in here. <laughs> right on. At least one person saved. Is it a sin? Do you feel guilty when you do wrong? No. Why not? Because I'm no longer under the law. I'm in the grace of God. And what does that mean? I'm saved. And what does that mean? That because of the grace of God, I am no longer under the law and I'm not to be punished for the law. And so when you do wrong, it doesn't bother you? No. I just tell the Lord, if it seems like something off, I just immediately repent like David. So you break the Ten Commandments sometimes? Uh, the Ten Commandments? Who knows? I'm not going to say that because, like my buddy Paul, I, we don't have to get into those tangents, but I will say that it is not a sin to break the Ten Commandments. So it's not a sin. The Bible no. doesn't say it's a sin? No, because sin is against God and the Holy Spirit. The Ten Commandments are guidelines of how you should treat others, and others should treat you. So if you, if you don't blaspheme against God, you didn't sin. How about you? Do you feel guilty now? No. The only, time, guilty? the only time I would feel guilty is if I didn't repent. If I didn't see myself as wrong immediately and repent. Oh. The longer I let that go, the, then I will feel guilty. Yeah. And why would you feel guilty then? Because I know that I'm in my head, in my head about it and... Actually, it's the devil just telling me, "Oh, you did this so wrong," you know. And then you kind of yeah. believe in that. And but in reality, as soon as you, what I've learned, as soon as you, um, you know, I was wrong about that, and you repent between you and your Maker, at least, then you're done. Oh, okay. Done I um, yes, I have received truckloads of scriptures. People try to prove me wrong. And the scriptures that they're sending me is proving me right. I'm like, I even have a friend who is a preacher, and he just sent me a truckload. And then on my, on my site, and all, none of the scriptures are proving me wrong. And I'm like, it's not saying what I said, you know? Yes, sir, you feel guilty? Yes, I do. And why? Because I don't understand that well enough yet. Oh, Okay. Um, but I was going to say the same thing I said earlier. There's a time and place for everything. If someone came in here screaming Alu Akbar, swinging an axe at you, I would kill that person, and I would be breaking a commandment. But that's not a sin. But how about when you break it and nobody looking? I break a commandment and nobody's looking. What's the question? Is it a sin? Do you feel guilty? I do because I don't understand that yet, but I don't okay. believe it's a sin. Why not? Because I believe... Sinning is separating from God. Sinning is judgment. Um, so why, if you believe that, why do you feel guilty then? I wouldn't feel guilty in this scenario where I killed the all Well, no, we're talking about the little private stuff where nobody's the looking. The dirty little secrets? You can do this big thing and not yeah, feel yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The sin where no one is looking. Then why do I feel guilty if yeah. I sin? If you believe in that the Ten Commandments is not a sin to correct, 
why do you feel guilty? I'm just going to guess that I'm weak and I don't understand it. I don't know. Oh, okay. James, you have somebody online? Well, I have somebody asking about, about something else. Oh, okay. So let me tell you. Nowhere where I've seen in the scriptures where God said breaking the commandment is a sin. But we all have been told that it is. And so when we do something wrong, break the commandment, whatever it might be, the first thing we do is judge ourselves because we've been told that this is wrong. And when you judge yourself, that's where the guilt is coming from. You're not supposed to ever judge yourself or anyone else because you are playing God. And when you play God, you're separated from him to be your own God. There's nowhere in the scripture where it says breaking the Ten Commandments is a sin. Those are spiritual laws that's been put into our hearts so that we can live by. If you don't steal, you're not going to jail. If you don't uh, cheat on your wife or adultery or husband or wife, you're going to have a good family. You're going to have good kids. But if you do, they're going to be messed up. It's like if you don't run the stop sign, you won't get a ticket. If you don't drive uh, being drunk, you won't get a, put you in jail, whatever they do. It's, the laws of our hearts are there to cause us to have a good life, just like the laws of the land, the good laws are to make our life better too. But when we break them, you feel the pain of it. If you didn't judge yourself, you won't feel the pain. And it's so easy to overcome it then. When you just know that you did it wrong, without judging it, it's done with. But when you judge yourself on what you do, you're going to repeat it. And every time you judge yourself, it's going to get worse. It is not a sin. The sin is the thing that causes you to break the Ten Commandments. It's the hatred in your hearts. It's the judgment in the heart that causes you to break the Ten Commandments because you're separated from God. And so you don't have the strength to keep the commandments because you don't have the power or the love of God guiding your life. You only have the deception of the devil. You have mental thoughts and emotions and all that, so you can't help but break the commandments. No, and God even said, the first commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. But when you have anger, you're separated from that love, and you love everything else because you've got to believe in something to make you feel better. And so the sin is the judgment that causes you to break the commandments. Because you have no love, you have no power. And so if you seek first the kingdom of God, he's going to bring you back to him. You're going to have that love that prevents you from breaking the law. It's a spiritual law. You can't keep the law on your own. And the only reason you're judging yourself because you've been taught all of your life, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong, this is right. And so you're mentally thinking about that when you do wrong, and you end up judging yourself. When I used to judge myself, I got deeper into what I was doing. It just felt good for a moment that I judged myself, right, so you feel better. And the stuff come back again, I'm really into it. But when you don't judge yourself, it disappears. It's gone because you're not playing God. So it, the, the, the sin is the judgment, the pride of man. The commandments are laws that we live by that causes you to have a perfect life. That makes sense? 
Anybody disagree with that? Yes, sir. And then we're out of time. Actually, Jesse, it's more of a question. Um, before the non-judgment of myself, shouldn't, shouldn't I ask for forgiveness first? Sorry, God, I did that. Um, when you don't deny that what you're doing, when you can just know, you don't have to be telling him you're sorry. He's not your wife. When you acknowledge it in yourself. Yeah, when you acknowledge in your wife, that, I mean, your wife. When you acknowledge in your life that you're wrong, that's all it takes because you're not in denial. But we've been taught again, every time you do something wrong, go to God and tell him you're sorry. And he's so sick of that. He's like, you know, I know you, I created you, I know your heart. Relax. Keep it simple. He already know your heart. So you don't have to keep going to him and apologizing. He's not a, like the human beings are. They want to be hear you are sorry all the time. He doesn't. He knows your heart. And since you can see your, yourself, you know, already know that you should have done it. But you won't judge it so you can overcome it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. All right. Let me take that line there. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree. I'm thinking it over, but Dennis Prager disagrees. Well, Dennis is not here now to speak for himself. Okay. Uh, let me end first, and then we'll come back. So we're totally out of time. But what I, I would like for you to do, what I want you to do, folks, is to get to know yourself. you got to forget about all the teaching. you got to forget about all the stuff you've been taught. You, you have to go dumb so you can know the truth. Because the intellect is in the way, and the intellect is of your father, the devil. All right? There's common sense that we start to live by when you drop your anger, and the common sense is simple. Very, very simple and easy. So what I recommend, you download my silent prayer and just start doing that. Um, it's okay to read the scriptures, but not to remember. Don't try to remember anything. And uh, I really appreciate it. We do counseling. We provide counseling as well. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. So if you need help, no matter where you are in the world, we can help you. And don't forget, we need your support. We need your support, all right, to get this done. And thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for coming. I hope this helped today. So.